Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 local news for Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. A knife-wielding woman is suspected of attempting to hijack two different trucks and robbing a residence in downtown Joshua Tree on Friday morning. Just before 8 a.m., sheriffs report that an unidentified woman attempted to open the door of a truck in the parking lot of Castaneda's restaurant in Joshua Tree. The truck belonged to one of the restaurant's employees, and when the employee confronted the woman, she threatened them with a three-inch pocket knife and demanded the keys to the truck, which the employee did not have. Another employee came outside and attempted to intervene, and the woman asked the second employee for keys they did not have. The woman then left on foot, heading east. In a second incident that sheriffs are investigating as related, an unidentified woman entered a home in the 62,000 block of Grandview Circle in Joshua Tree. Sheriffs say that she ransacked a bedroom, threatened homeowners with a knife, and attempted to get into a pest control truck parked in the driveway. The woman was unable to open the door and fled, heading toward the national park. The knife-wielding suspect has been described in both incidents as a white adult female with dark hair, wearing blue jeans, black and white shoes, and a dark-colored sweatshirt. She is described as between the ages of 25 and 35, approximately 5 foot 5, and carrying a backpack. Sheriff's deputies are asking anyone with information about these incidents to contact the WeTip hotline at 1-800-78-CRIME or leave information at the WeTip website at www.wetip.com. The Yucca Valley Town Council will meet tonight to discuss the townwide beautification program and other business. With the details of the upcoming meeting, here is reporter Hillary Sloan. First on the agenda for tonight's town council meeting is the Copper Mountain Community College update presentation by the superintendent president, Dr. Darren Otten. In addition, the council will receive a community services department update for fall winter 22-23 and the investment portfolio update. Also scheduled is the townwide beautification program update. The meeting will be held at the Yucca Valley Community Center at 6 p.m. and can also be attended online. For a link to the meeting, see this story at z1077fm.com. For Z1077, this is reporter Hillary Sloan. The regular meeting of the 29 Palms Planning Commission scheduled for tonight has been canceled. The Planning Commission will next meet on November 15th. If you are still feeling the macabre mood of Halloween, assignment reporter Robert Hayden joins us with an art show opening that promises to keep the chills coming. A Day of the Dead-themed student art show is opening on Tuesday, November 1st at Copper Mountain College. The opening night celebration will start at 5 p.m. with a talk from guest artist Bodie Jimenez from Las Cruces, New Mexico. He'll be discussing his recent body of work that has a life-and-death theme revolving around animals and the climate crisis. A reception follows at 6 p.m. in the Bagley Room in the Greenleaf Library with food, refreshments, and some great student art. The art show will be running the entire month of November under the direction of art instructor Chloe Allred. To see a schedule of the art show as well as some of the students' Day of the Dead-themed art, you can see this story at Z1077FM.com. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is assignment reporter Robert Hayden. 
The town of Yucca Valley is holding a series of information sessions for voters who will be asked to consider Measure K on November's ballot. If enacted, Measure K will adjust the existing transient occupancy tax from 7% to 12% and is only applied to individuals staying in hotels, motels, and short-term vacation rentals and lodging within Yucca Valley. Importantly, Yucca Valley's Measure K is distinct from San Bernardino's Measure K, which was voted on and approved in 2020, but is being revisited during this election in County Measure D. For more information on the County Measures D and K, we encourage you to review our recent coverage of the controversial ballot measure via a link in this story at Z1077FM.com. The Town of Yaka Valley's ballot information sessions, which will provide primers on the town's Measure K, as well as city council elections in which three sitting council members are running unopposed for re-election, will be held today at 5 p.m. in the Yaka Valley Community Center's Choya Room. For more information about these sessions and Yucca Valley's election, see links in this story at Z1077FM.com. The Joshua Tree National Park Art Expo opens its 10th annual exhibition beginning November 3rd. Arts and entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas reveals what is behind the Velvet Curtain. The 10th annual juried exhibition of the Joshua Tree National Park Art Expo 2022 will be on display November 3rd through 27th at the historic 29 Palms Art Gallery. An Art Expo weekend celebration will be held at the gallery November 5th and 6th with artist booths, art activities, music, food, and beverages. Admission is free. Featuring works from 60 artists from across the country, the month-long exhibition features artwork inspired by Joshua Tree National Park in three categories, two-dimensional art, three-dimensional art, and photography. An awards reception will take place on the gallery patio Saturday, November 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. featuring artist booths, hands-on activities, good eats provided by Ground Squirrel, and a no-host bar. Sunday will have live music featured by Hunter and the Wicked and Ross and Lewis on the gallery stage. For more information, visit a link at this story at Z1077FM.com. Reporting for Z1077, this is arts and entertainment reporter Charlie Thomas. And finally, the National Park is looking at some long-abandoned and neglected mines for cleanup. Assignment reporter Robert Hayden rejoins us with the story. Joshua Tree National Park has a rich history of ranchers and homesteaders staking their claims in the park before it became a monument, and eventually the protected national park that we know today. Miners are also a part of that early history, and many of their attempts at extracting the precious metals from the desert still exist in the park. Despite hundreds of these mines being closed off over the years, Joshua Tree National Park Superintendent David Smith says that there are still quite a few of these historic sites that could be potentially hazardous to visitors and explorers. Over the next few months, the National Park will be working on about a dozen of these mines to make sure they are visitor safe. That means sealing off the actual holes in the ground if they pose a safety hazard, as well as beefing up the historic structures that were built on and around the sites. Because of the age of the sites, many have wildlife, such as bats, living in them. In those cases, park biologists will engineer gates that close the mines off to human visitors, but maintains free passes for the animals to use them as part of their habitat. Most of the lesser-known mines are remote and usually require helicopters or other non-destructive ways of getting work supplies to the site. Smith says that the park is able to close and clean up more of these areas by using additional funds provided by the nonpartisan infrastructure bill that passed earlier this year. In addition to making these places less physically hazardous, the park is also working on what they call legacy pollution, which is heavy metals such as lead and mercury that were used or produced during the mining operations. While there isn't a significant risk of these metals causing harm, it's always a good idea to wash your hands after exploring these areas. If you're out exploring in the park and discover a mine or other area of the park that could be hazardous, let the National Park know by calling 760-367-5501. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Assignment Reporter Robert Hayden. 
That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. More Morongo Basin residents get their local news from Z1077 than any other source. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmetz.